Welcome back, or welcome to another episode, 10-minute podcasts for the outliers. Now, there's a few episodes deep now, and I'm sure you guys are getting a good handle on this this personality type. Um, oh, that's not it's actually, that's incorrect. It's not really a personality type. It's an adaptive type. Uh, you might hear me say a kind of prototype. There's a, a framework's been built, and there's a certain type of person that can perform really, really, really well. Uh, I'm talking levels of performance where they can't help, but performance kind of bred or adapted into you, if you fit that type. Now that comes with a, a kind of slew of problems which we're which we're working through, and they're really like the, the the tricky thing about this, I think, guys, is they're really hidden problems. They're hidden beneath a lot of benefits and positives. So it's really easy for you to always just go, well, I've got it quite good, so why complain? You know, I've I've got it pretty good, so I'll just be grateful, or it could be worse, so I'll just you know just endure. But it doesn't have to be like that. And uh, a question that I've been asking myself recently is like, what what kind of person or people or society or culture do we need to be where the way we get through things is just say, well, someone else surely has it worse. Like, I don't think that's a good perception. It's creating these weird kind of dynamics, and and yeah. But anyway, this is a this is a hard this is a tricky problem. Outliers, you guys are good thinkers. Uh, good thinkers, um, normally the visionary kind of type. So you can kind of you got a good foresight and anticipatory kind of vision, so you can normally use your thinking to get out of a lot of problems. You can think your way out of it. You can create a solid plan, a plan that you put your trust and faith in that normally works. There is an experience where that doesn't work, and it's normally a personal emotional experience. So... If you haven't heard me talk about it before, we we develop. I think there's another there's an episode on it, um, comparing sort of left and right versus nesting, which is kind of like a hierarchical system. And we, as a as a as a person, we develop in nested as a nested system. So we, like you know the kind of oak and the acorn situation, where you start with an acorn and what f- unfolds out of it is this giant oak tree. Uh, What's more important? The which layer is more important? Well, that's that's an impossible question. All of the layers are really important. Just like you, you unfold in layers, uh, including your psyche, including the what you call the self, and the multiple versions of that, and the layers of that. So this sets up a bit of a, an interesting phenomena that happens with people: is the loss of control, feeling like you're losing control. Now that can be an overwhelming emotional experience that can be a loss of control through dissociation um, it can be a loss of control through numbing where things feel so overwhelming that you kind of just numb and turn off but it's ex- this experience where uh, the where the bodily response is so much that your mind starts to race and rush so commonly it might be um, a feeling of heaviness well, there's both ends ends of the spectrum. There's there's the lower energy kind of inertia end where you feel the shutdown, you feel the heaviness behind the eyes, um, you feel the heaviness in the body and and the and the kind of helplessness and stuck feeling. The other end of that kind of window of tolerance would be the hyper aroused, over the top, beating heart, you know, dilated pupils full body response, sweating palms, dry mouth, that 
that survival response. Now, when that happens, the racing thoughts and the ruminate the ruminating thoughts will begin, and they can sometimes start like this. You know, there there might be there might be some shame attached to that to that feeling. Going, you're better than this. You 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 do this for work, or this is your role. You know, you need to be more. You need to get a handle on it. Just pull yourself together. Take a few deep breaths. You're fine. You're fine. You know that when you're telling yourself you're you're all good. What you don't don't dive into this. Don't attach a story to this. This is just part of the journey, and you're fine. When you're not, like you know you're not. There's a real heavy experience happening. Now, as I said, that can be really low and apathetic and inertia kind of heaviness, or that can be over the over the top, aroused, anxious, frantic. What has happened, right? When the mind, when when the in, when the inner dialogue is saying, "Hey, just pull it together," you shouldn't be like this. And the body is it's got its own kind of response it wants to go down. What is happening is a disintegration between body and mind. The rational mind has split away from the bodily experience and it's trying to control it with thinking. Hey, just pull it together. You shouldn't be like this. You're a so-and-so, or you do this for work, or you're in this position. This is not what that person does. You're supposed to have it together all the time. You're supposed to be an element of perfect because people need you. That's a common one. People need you. You can't be having these responses because people need you. Uh, So pull it together. And your mind will come over the top of your body and kind of do its best to squash it, numb it out, compartmentalize. That only makes it worse. And it's so damn confusing for this outlier type because it's like, man, my thinking is not working. My thinking is, and then there's, there's a feeling like there's a feeling of shame because of the perception of lack of competence. I can't do it. I can't get myself together. I can't control this. I must not be good enough. I must be weak. I mustn't be the right person for the job. I'm, I'm letting people down because I can't get this sensation together. I can't control myself. Okay. I've got three and a half minutes to try to give you some psychophysiology of what's actually happening here. Let's see how we go. First thing is the disintegration of body and mind. Body has one idea of how to handle the situation and mind has another. And, and for this mind, I'm just using inner dialogue. Let's just say inner dialogue. That makes it easy. Inner dialogue wants to go one way and body has a completely other way. Now, because of the prioritization of thinking, we believe and completely perceive this is a thinking problem. I just need to think better. And that only makes it worse. Going back to the whole Acon thing, we're a nested system. When your body decides that it's time to take the lead in some sort of survival response, no matter what type of thinking you do is not going to soothe it. If you feel the rumination and the overwhelm and the anxiety, you know, I just got to think better, I got to think better, that's going to make it worse. In the moment of overwhelm or or complete kind of inertia, then you've got to go through the body to calm the mind. And these are simple, simple, simple techniques, but they're so powerful because you can actually feel your mind elevating with the body and lowering with the body. So the first thing is, if there's a disintegration of inner dialogue and body, we've got to go through the body to calm that inner dialogue and to actually calm the response. Which means really basic things like 
you know, putting an ice pack on your chest. Um, uh, it can be as simple as making a fist with your left hand, making a fist with your right hand, making a fist with your left hand, making a fist with your right hand. What that does is toggles the brain left and right and disrupts the physiologic kind of body response that's happening. Um, you can also do some kind of self-administered um, EMDR, which is kind of looking to the left, looking to the right, looking to the left, looking to the right as far as you can, while taking some breaths that kind of get into the back of the throat. And just doing that disrupts the whole pattern because this is not a thinking problem, right? There's the, Your body has decided for whatever reason that there's a threat and it's going through its own responses. And so there could be nothing wrong at all. There's a perceptual threat. And so we, our whole reality gets distorted like there's some massive problem. And this is the classic signs of a disintegration between body and inner dialogue or body and rational mind. Some simple qigong exercises, like, like feeling like there's a, there's a beach ball in your hands and breathing in and blowing the beach ball up. <sighs> breathing out and watching the beach ball come back in, like creating like an imaginary beach ball in your hands. Putting yourself into your rib cage, getting yourself out of between your eyes or in the back of your neck, and doing the qigong beach ball exercises. Uh, it's completely, it's pre-rational. Right, so this, your mind is going to be convinced, or your inner dialogue is going to be be convinced that it's the problem. So I've got to fix the thinking. That only further disintegrates the body and mind. Going to body-based exercises will bring the two back into alignment, and you'll know when you're in alignment because you'll calm. When the body is calm, the thoughts will calm. So going through the body, cold packs on the chest, left and right exercises, small. Qigong exercises, uh, going through some basic yoga flows. If you if you go when I go down the the yoga way, um, doing some breath work exercises. And I know you've you've heard this all before. And we just hit ten minutes, but that's all good. Um, you've heard this all before, but the theory behind it can really really help you understand why why working with the body is so is so critical to the integration, and even things like having a bath. Um, cold or hot bath, bubbles, candles, the whole deal. Um, there's nothing will rest you, you know, weary bones more than a really, really good bath. Somewhere along the way, we've exchanged the bath for, you know, two-minute stand-up showers. There used to be bath houses. Uh, in, in many countries, bathing and having baths were this ritualistic thing because it, it is this integration process between body and mind which creates calm. You can't overthink and think yourself into calm. You've got to go through the body and respect the fact that your body has seen every second of your life and it keeps a score of everything. Do not put, as I said, which layer of the tree is more important? A relevant question. Which layer of the self is more important, body or mind? A relevant question. They're both intelligent. They both have their own way of going about this, this world. And when we're integrated, we're, we're really, really solid. So hopefully that was a short little punchy uh, just just kickstarter into the body-mind integration and body-based exercises have real, they pack a real punch uh, for, your, for your life and, and for the effectiveness of staying in the window of tolerance, staying, keeping yourself put together and healing as well. So once again, wrapped it up. We're over. I've gone over. That's a 12-minute podcast. I've broken my own rules.
But um, I'm sure we'll have some more conversations on this one. See you guys.